Welcome to Cast of Creators. We're your hosts. I'm Nelson Thal. And I'm Casey Stewart. We've spent our careers in media and publishing, and now we're setting the stage for creative people who inspire us to share their stories. Our guest this episode is the one and only Rain Maida from Our Lady Peace. We sat down with Rain to close out the 2022 Collision Conference here in Toronto. It was a road trip of sorts for Cast of Creators. Yeah, we kind of went on a little adventure. We talked about NFTs, web three and how his drops app helps artists like our lady piece connect directly with their fans all right let's go rain thank you so much for joining us on cast of creators closing out collision here crazy this is the the headline event (laughs) and um just a pleasure to have you on yeah, nice to be here. Yeah, great talk this morning. Um, lots of insightful stuff. Web three NFTs it was really good. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah, they always are. Yeah. So this Web three technology and blockchain, mm-hmm. this must be satisfying a grievance that's been in you for about twenty plus years that you've consciously recognized that you you were desiring for something that gave you more control, something that gave you the ability to bring that relationship with the audience closer to you. So talk to me as you started to learn about Web3 and um, and NFTs, you know, how that clicked and 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 what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, I think it comes down to ownership. And if you look at the internet today, and I, and we've been through you know, I, I made my first record, Navid, on two-inch tape. Right. So right. completely analog. Amazing. Um, and then I've always been a fan of technology as it's helped musicians, you know, to where you can make a record in your basement today or on an airplane, you know, like that's how far advanced the technology of recording music and audio has gone. But then somewhere around, I don't know, can't remember the date, but um, Napster's born. Sean right. Fanning's basically putting his hand in my pocket yeah. And stealing my money. Not stealing it, but like it's this is where technology is. Every time new technology comes, there's a downside. And so the downside to, to streaming and DSPs is the fact that, um, yeah, it's great. I use it. I love that I can have a million songs on my phone, but the royal or the, the artist payouts are not good. And so it, that hurts the arts in general. Yeah, it, interesting that it was a form of decentralization with Napster that really empowered the listener, but tremendously detrimental to the creator. Yes. And, and became consolidated really quickly. Right. And this is why we have four or five companies that basically run Web2, you know, right. and, and own it. So I think this next paradigm shift that I'm hopefully lucky to live through is where the, the artists and the creators get ownership back and actually not just get it back themselves, but are able to share it and have their audiences participate. That's a whole new concept. Absolutely. Well, the interesting thing about Napster is it, it, it decentralizes the digital file, but it doesn't really turn it into a digital asset. Right. So what ends up happening is you just copy it and, and it just waters down the whole thing. So it's not unique in any kind. Right. But then NFTs come along and they empower a whole new layer of really unique asset capability to these digital assets yep yeah which is really exciting and look i I think we've seen the explosion and the frenzy around pfps um i think you know they've in a weird way set back web3 space um because it's 
completely speculative and even what I said on stage today was like if you're going to buy into an NFT community that isn't Bored Ape or World of Women or Moonbirds or the top 10 you might as well go to a casino right you know you're you are literally gambling and I don't think that was out there enough right. in this frenzy and you know a lot of people are going to lose money and are losing money and and now it's putting a negative kind of slant on on web3 which it shouldn't because it's one small component of it um and i would say that for the most part for the next little while like music fans aren't and not to contradict what you're saying also but music fans aren't interested in buying an asset to resell it right do you know what i mean right. it's not speculative yeah, it's like no a collectible. it's a collectible yeah. like i don't buy you know some cool arcade fire vinyl to go make a profit of right. it. Yeah, I want to keep that in your yeah, collection. It's, it's about, a piece of art for you. Yeah, so so my company Drops with two R's is all about fandom. It's all about proof of fandom. You know, we talk about proof of stake and, and all, all the different proofs. It's proof of fandom and within that, it's not about trying to profit off your favorite artists. It's just about supporting them. And we've seen this in, in real life traditional models. Bandcamp is one of those. You know, Bandcamp's a great platform, and and whether you're buying merch or vinyl from your favorite artist, they did Bandcamp Fridays over COVID. Those were huge because 100% of the, the revenue went to the artist. Fans saw this; they're like, "I'm in." Yeah. So that just proves that that relationship between a fan and an artist hasn't gone away. They've just lost the ability to support that band besides buying a ticket at this point. Right. And you know that NFT is fundamentally a, a contract yep. it can represent many different things and initially yes it can represent that i'm the owner of this you know glorified digital patch or or t-shirt sure but what additional elements you know are you thinking of adding to that contract yeah. that allow a fan to do more that's a great question so um an NFT, in my opinion, is only as good as a utility that's built on top Absolutely. of it. Absolutely. Right? So uh, what we're doing right now on, on the OLP tour um, is basically fans just for checking in the drops. So we used my co-founder is a guy named Mitch Butler who built a company called Mapton out of Kitchener Waterloo, one of the leading global geo mapping companies. They do Major League Baseball, every mall in America, most malls in Canada, I think. But anyway, so we use custom geo. Um, which is part of his expertise and and Web three, to know and understand who's coming to an OLP show. I, I at this point in my career, anyone that buys a ticket to one of my shows, you're a super fan, right? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, right. absolutely. <laughs> D and, and does Ticketmaster does it another entity still control that relationship? Who's controlling that relationship? The in terms of like purchasing a ticket. Purchasing. Yeah, we're not we're not getting into the ticketing space. That's that's. <laughs> but if other. I so if I were to if I buy a, a ticket to your show, then um, at what point do you then intercept me and um, start to try and build a direct relationship with me? As soon as you enter that venue, so that's the geo part of it. So right. we know you're there. We know you have a ticket. Again, that's like my verification. You get a proof of attendance, not protocol right now because we're not we're not keeping that on the block because it's scaring fans. So it's a proof. It's a it's a PO app, but a proof of attendance pass. Okay. So it's a digital collectible that we're giving right now with the OLP tour. It's a playbill. It's a really sick, slick digital asset that spins. It has like all the songs we're playing, so a set list, all the people involved oh, in the tour. So cool. It's really sick. It's a, it's kind of this theater show, so it's an actual a playbill. Um, but you get that for free. 
And then there's a different tier. There's a, there's a tier where you can buy what's called the Wonderful Future Tour Pass. It's $10. It gets you like immediately very tangible, like stuff that a fan can connect with. 15% discount at the merch booth. Yeah. Right away. Simple. Yeah, not why reinventing you do that? the wheel. Right. You're already a yeah. super fan. You yeah. want to get the merch. Exactly. You get you get pushed, you know, notifications, really exclusive. Like we did a backstage, Steve and I, a guitar player, did a a song for Drops fans and our community a couple of days ago in Ottawa, you know. Not on socials. We'll never be on Instagram. This is like specifically for this new community. And then we're donating anyone that that buys that fan pass it goes to unite ukraine so you get uh, a digital unite with ukraine olp like this really cool poster um and then you get a physical one you can grab on the way out as well this is like the tip of the iceberg stuff yes so every day the the best thing about this space as an artist it, it's allowed me to start thinking digitally none of the things that i just described take any bandwidth from me really right do you know yeah, what i mean right that's important for an artist absolutely I, it's not that i'm not a fan of patreon or things like top fan but we've studied these platforms i live it i know artists that are on it it's unnecessary means for artists that don't make money streaming maybe don't even make a lot of money touring it's like patreon is the way they survive <laughs> but it's not like the subscription model works for us and netflix and other things it doesn't work for artists right i can't be held to like a schedule of I someone's paying ten bucks a month to be on my Patreon, and now I got to deliver this stuff every month. Yeah, you have right. to do more work. I'm not, I feel guilt. I don't want to yeah. do it. I don't. That's not the way I think. Yeah, you, you didn't pursue your career to be a taskmaster for to have a taskmaster. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So I completely understand that, and um, so a lot of this is really now business models that have worked in the physical world for years can yep. now tiptoe into the digital world. Yes. Um, because now you have a digital asset that you ultimately can sell. Yep. And you also really have another form of ticket to admission as it relates to additional content and additional, uh, you know, sneak peeks of, of things and, and offering perks and rewards like a rewards program. For sure. And, and I like how your really analyzing what works yeah and taking what works into web3 and into NF the nft space and a yeah. digitized asset space i think that's really clever versus going way out and trying to figure out something that doesn't really necessarily work and yeah. trying to make it work for you that's yeah. great yeah and i think blockchain at this point in time actually does that like it actually puts up all these barriers and friction points i know for a fact, because we've done our testing, 98% of my fans at a show do not have a MetaMask wall. Right. So if I were to go full into Web3 and blockchain, and that's the only way, you, it's like, we're out, we just lost. Right. That's not, you got, I, I said it on stage, like, I consider drops at this point, it's like Web 2.5. Yes. And that's that's the, that's the right thing to do, I think. I think so too. Yeah. Um, because getting, I mean, I've watched somebody get a MetaMask and set up a oh wallet. My God. Okay. Well, first of all, you can't you do know, it live. You need, a, you need a Chrome browser to do it. That's right. not happening on your phone. So right there, done. Right. And it, it, you touched on in the, in the talk um, the benefits of centralization and the benefits yeah. of decentralization. And I think that, you know, looking at Web3 as this, this progressively decentralized trajectory that these products right. are on, 
is is definitely the smart way to do it. Yeah. And um, you know, an analogy I gave I gave Casey after the talk is like imagine if you took a thousand people and asked them to decide on a menu for a restaurant. You know what that menu would look like? Okay, menu would be a disaster. Yes. All right, you'd have French onion soup, you'd have sushi, you'd have okay, Burger. the menu would be horrible. <laughs> and that's the thing, like you've got to have some fundamental yeah. entity there sharing, a, establishing a goal. To, to and it would have no brand. What kind of brand oh, would it be? It'd be a complete disaster. Yeah, and look, the biggest thing for me, especially in the music space, we're talking about fans, is trust. Yes, right. And I, I feel like. If you lose that, I'm not sure you get it back. Right. So you have to be really thoughtful, really careful. And I, you know, I, again, I, I get what's happening on some of the other sides and, and these, the PFP stuff. I just, I just can't afford to take that risk with my fan base. No, definitely not. And, uh, you know, one of the best things about blockchain is it's trustless. So you're stepping into an, an area where exactly. where that group doesn't have to really trust you that much. The joke, that's a joke to know that they're getting something. And, but meanwhile, if your brand is, I mean, ultimately, it's about how capable can a brand or an entity rally community around them? And if you can't do that, it doesn't matter what Web3 you got. It doesn't matter what reward necessarily you got. Exactly. It's going to be a tough, tough go. Yep. So I think that's exciting. Now, um, walk me through just a bit of the history of, um, of, you know your career a little bit so you started you recorded you started an analog mm -hmm. okay and then you're dealing at that stage with a record label right like yeah. walk me through how that's <laughs> changed right because that you, you went from having very little direct distribution personally to now having the ability to amplify your voice direct so when did yeah. that sort of come to consciousness as you, as you saw tech was evolving I've always been a fan, even though if I didn't understand why I enjoyed it. But so we, we did, we did our record Navid on analog. And then we were one of the like, not leaders, but we were, we were, I think Daniel Lanois mm -hmm. started using this technology called radar, which was the first, you know, digital recording device, little clunky. Um, editing on it was really difficult, like nothing streamlined, nothing easy, but Again, you were able to record and record and record as opposed to tape where it's expensive and it's, it just becomes a nightmare. So we enjoyed that for two records and then Pro Tools came in and all of a sudden editing and all that stuff gets much easier. Right. It's um, interesting, actually, just to skip back. Um, yeah, there's all of a sudden no cost to hit record. That's it. Like that's something that you don't necessarily think of consciously when you leave analog. Now all of a sudden you're not thinking, oh, we're paying for that tape or I'm going to have to re-record on that and we're degrading the thing exactly. by sitting here, you yeah. know, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, and it's obviously, you know, this stuff is exponential and it's just gotten so much easier and so much better and efficient and all those great things. That space to me is actually democratized because mm -hmm. now it's like... Yeah. Anyone can record a record if they want, pretty much. There are no barriers to entry for a 16-year-old kid. Like, if you want to, you can go get a free version of Logic with your MacBook yeah. or your iPad, and you can do it. Right. Like, if you well, really have the will, yeah. oh, the technology. At, like, what TikTok has done for, you know, how many artists have become famous because they made something that was trending on TikTok. And, like, you look at Lil Nas X, like... Yep. He's killing it, and that all started there. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, it's, but I, I think with with 
every emerging and new technology, there's a downside. And so the downside of that is that, man, is it noisy. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. it's more difficult to break as an artist. Um, and it's, it's, you're just fighting for, for views and you're fighting for attention. And um, it's, you know, with that technology that was emerging, gaming like blew up. I have a cousin that was like, you know, one of the biggest in the space, like managed Ninja and, you know, had a huge gaming company that he sold for millions of dollars and just a genius. And I was watching that happen. I'm like, holy shit, this is where a lot of people's attention are, you know? And so Netflix, like, uh, you know, it, 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 it is an artist, like a musician has a much more um, difficult path to make it than mm -hmm. what I did when we first started. Right. Um, it's interesting. It, it, it's funny. Sometimes I think about, you know, a father 15 years ago walking downstairs into the basement looking at what his kids are doing, okay, playing N64, smoking weed, yeah. and uh, <laughs> watching movies. And, you know, that father would be pretty uh, disparaging to all those activities, right? Take fast it. forward. Give it to me. Fast forward. <laughs> That's like exactly where you wanted to put your money. Exactly where some of the the biggest and the most money has been made has been in gaming. If you just studied the kids and watched the kids, you'd be yep. in gaming, you'd be in weed, and you'd be, uh, you know, in streaming. Hundred <laughs> yeah, percent. The dad's walking down there, going, you know, know. thinking they're so smart. Thinking, yeah, yeah, thinking they're so smart. <laughs> Meanwhile, if only they could see sure. the future. So, you know, we see that happening with every wave, but. Um, that's it's fascinating. Been, it's been uh, wonderful. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks Pleasure for having have me. You. Yeah, cool amazing to meet to you. Be yeah. here. This is amazing. You know, it, it, it's. I mean, I'm sure everyone can hear the energy around here. It feels like uh, we're back. Yeah, yeah, it really does. It's. I was saying yesterday. I was like, I feel almost like I'm like vibrating. I feel electric. Like it's not like the old times. It's a new times, but it's like, it's exciting. It really. Is. No, yeah, the, the mass count is low in here. I haven't seen a mass. Low. Really, a lot lower than I. Yeah, maybe a couple. There's a couple. Yeah, but a lot lower than I thought potentially what it was going to be. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely is, uh, back. Pretty cool to see. Had you been to one of these before COVID? This is my first collision. No, this is my first collision. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you, I've you been did? before. Yes, oh. I'm glad to have collided with all of you here. Yeah, you know, it's great. It's a great conference. I think been pretty well organized. I've enjoyed the food. I'm seeing people again. It's been awesome. I think this is world class. I think it'll just mm -hmm. continue to grow. I think the organizers do a phenomenal job. Yeah, I agree. Location is good. And I think the mix of tech here is like, you can't help but feel inspired. Yeah. Yeah, which is great. Yeah, absolutely. This is what we, we need this right now. Yep. So. Yep. It's really great. Well, thanks for chatting with us Thank today. you, guys. Cool. Yeah, pleasure. Thank you for joining us. You can follow Rain on Instagram at RainMeta and check out his Drops app at Drops.com. That's Drops with two R's. You can watch more episodes of Cast of Creators on YouTube, listen on your favorite podcast platform, or visit CastofCreators.com. Make sure you like and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>